the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet 100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. $250 in cash and a $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. And Peggy the shot the ground down. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, November 18th, currently 4.06 on the East Coast, here to discuss our NFL Week 11 player props. I believe this is the second consecutive week we are streaming over on the NFL Gambling Podcast accounts, kind of a, a collaboration. We dropped the pop prop propcast uh, episode also on the NFL Gambling uh, Podcast feed there because uh, we're talking about player props and it's connected obviously with the NFL. But joining me as usual to break down these player props for the NFL Week Eleven, it's my main man on the West Coast. You guys know him on the NASCAR F1. Fantasy football, XFL, fantasy football. Uh, what else am I missing, Rod? The NFL gambling podcast. The man does it all. What's going on, my man, Rod? How you feeling, buddy? Hey, sharing is caring in the SGPN, right? We we take all of our shows and just spread them across and give everybody some love. So I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward to a fun uh, weekend of football and, of course, laying down some player props. Good night last night in the Thursday night props. Uh, a lot of good action going on despite uh, some not quite so good play on the field. But yeah, definitely some fun stuff happened in there last week or, la- or last night, rather. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Tennessee gets the victory in Green Bay. Was it 27-17? Um, not, I'll, I'll start with this. Not a great night for me as far as the player props went. Unfortunately, I went 0-4. Uh, Rod, you went 2-1 and on your player props. Yeah, but it was me, Moonoff. I'm sorry. Like, I know that you had great, better luck with Ryan. So <laughs> with me, it just sort of, uh, uh, it just sort of went downhill after that. So my bad. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm surprised you even today's, had me on. Today's the ultimate. T- today's the ultimate test. Last week on the on the Sunday ep- or the Sunday games, I went four zero, um, and then I think you, we you and I did the Thursday one, didn't we? Last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think I went two and one. So we'll find out the we'll find out for these Sunday games. Uh, if you're if you're uh, a thorn in my side, I'll put it that way. There, Rod. <laughs> no, but look, I hit I hit the first touchdown prop or a touchdown prop. I gave it out with Sean and Ryan uh, on their show when I did the Thursday night football player props uh, with them. The nineteen to one on Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, hopefully, that compensated for the zero for three that I had last night. But overall. Pretty good night, not only for the propcast uh, between you and I, but I know Sean gave out an eighty to one casual winner over on uh, the on the Mothership show. Uh, I think he had he had what Austin Hooper two plus touchdowns, and then the Titans money line tied all together. So very, I know a lot of guys are tailing that over in our Discord channel. 
Uh, and if you haven't already joined the conversation, you're missing out on all these winners that we're giving out. So come join it at sg.pn slash discord. But yeah, pretty good night for the SGPN network, my man. Indeed. I mean, again, we're all about giving. It is the season to give thanks and of course to give, right? It's the holiday season, my man. You nailed it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. NFL week 11 already. Uh, I think we say that every single week, week nine, week 10 already. Yeah. But we're at NFL week 11. Some intriguing matchups, of course, but you know, guys, you guys know how we do. We'll give you about three to four player props each. We'll get into some touchdown, uh, uh, anytime touchdown prop bets as well. And of course, we will wrap it up with best bets. But before we get into the player props, Rod, any takeaways from last night? Um, look, Derrick Henry got the carries, unfortunately, for myself and a lot of betters that were on his over rushing yards. Uh, he quite didn't make it to that 100 yard mark, but I thought the handicap was there that if he got 20 to 25 carries, he should have been able to get to that mark, especially how bad. The Packers defense uh, has been, especially uh, their rush defense, but unfortunately he didn't get there. And Robert Woods just decided to have a coming out party yesterday. Uh, I think he finished up with 60 plus receiving yards, but you, my friend, you had a great night. Yeah. And the takeaways are this one, Aaron Rodgers. We may not see him very much longer in not just green Bay, but in the NFL altogether. And if they can't Mm. beat a team like Tennessee, I mean, you know, how much more fun can you have? Like it's to me at some point when you get old enough and you've been doing things long enough, you know, you're starting to weigh, not just the money options of it, but like, what am I even doing anymore? And you know, when you can't beat a team like, like Tennessee, you saw how frustrated he was when Lazard dropped passes, when, you know, Aaron Jones was getting bottled up. Like, it just the frustration on his face. Yeah. He was smiling afterwards, but I think I saw a quote and I don't know if this was, from his actual press conference afterwards, but somebody asked him, where do you go from here? And he says, home, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it seems like that if things are not going the way Rogers wants, especially early on in that game, whether that's in that first or second drive for Aaron Rodgers, that he just kind of has this defeated look on his face that he's already given up on the game. Um, and I think that, this may be something that is a little bit of worrisome for the green Bay Packers. I mean, look, their season's already over. There's, there's no way they're going to get this division. Uh, Wild card is out of the possibility here as well. And I think it's time that we start putting some respect on Tennessee Titans name. Look, they got a victory last week against the Denver Broncos. uh, One of the better defenses in the league. And for them to come in on a short week to go into Lambeau field in green Bay, where it was cold as hell, And for them to get this victory, I I think that's something that we have to acknowledge. And I know that it's for the Tennessee Titans, it's old football, right? It's running the football and it's playing great defense right now. And we're in a league where we get excited when we see a lot of points being put up or quarterbacks like Justin Fields and Marcus Maria, those type of players making moves that we get excited about. But we're all kind of forgetting that, hey, to the Tennessee Titans, especially with Mike Vrabel, they, they run the football, they play great defense, and here they are sitting at, what, 7-2 and two now uh, on the season after starting 0-2, and, and they're sitting at top of the AFC South now. You don't got to sell me on the Titans. I've been a Titans fan since they were Houston uh, back in the day, so I definitely, I, I, when they moved to Tennessee, was the first year that I moved to Tennessee, so I was kind of uh, kindred spirits with those Titans. Yeah, 100%. 
All right, let's get into our NFL Week 11 player props for the Sunday games. Uh, Rod, I will let you lead it off here, my man. Where are you taking us for your first player prop? Let's go to Washington. Well, okay, yeah, let's let's go to the Washington quarterback and Tyler Heineke. Uh, his, his touchdown prop is actually set at one and a half, and I think he's going to get at least two touchdowns. This is at plus 145. I say that because... You just look at what the Texans have done over the last couple of weeks with the quarterbacks that they faced. They gave up two touchdowns to the Giants. They gave up two touchdowns to the Eagles. Granted, they haven't done it very often, but over the last two weeks, they've been suspect of that. We all know that the way to get to the Texans is through their running game, obviously, because they give up a lot of rushing yards. Yeah. But inherent to that is we've seen teams now start to switch up what they do uh, based on what they expected, what their offense is expected to do. Right. I mean, you're expected to run against tennis or the Texans because that's what you do. So what do you do to yeah. counteract that? You throw it. And I think Tyler Heineke has the possibility of doing he's done it a couple times this season. He did it against Minnesota. He did it against Green Bay. Um, he didn't do any last week against Philly. But I mean, you know, what are you going to do against Philly? They, they definitely had their number. So I think that Tyler Heineke can find himself a couple of touchdown passes this week against a struggling Texans team. It's funny that it's at the pick up some type of agent every single where they're seeing a team thing really well. And they like this, uh, they added a uh, sue to their defense, and now they're going up a team that can run the ball pretty well there. But uh, look, this Texans really just has good for seasons, it's not secret. We talked a lot of rush defense has been bad. Well, this pass defense is not doing very well either. I know Derek Stingley Jr., he's having a great season so far for the Texans, and he hasn't given up any touchdowns yet. But with this wide receiving group of the uh, Washington Commanders, you have Scary Terry, right? Okay, let's just put Derek Stingley Jr. on him. Well, you still have to deal with guys like Deami Brown. Um, you have um john dotson that you got back and you know antonio gibson and even their backfield those guys can you know catch the ball and and make plays with their with their legs and find the end zone that way so asking them to or asking heineke to get at least two touchdowns here against the texans uh it's not a tall order at all uh i'm gonna stay in the same game and i'm gonna go with the other quarterback my texans quarterback here davis mills this was a theme that we have identified uh several weeks back um, for quarterbacks going up against his commander's uh, pass defense. I'm going to go with Davis Mills, longest completion over 36 and a half yards. And we kind of look at this, what the pass defense has given up for the Washington commanders. They've given up a 40 or more yard completion to opposing quarterbacks in every single game, except for the game that they played. I believe it was uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and they were having their struggles with guys being in and out of the lineup. But other than that, um, they've given up a long completion of 37 yards or more to every single quarterback so far this season. I want to say, I think even the Sam Ellinger had gotten one in that game against uh, the Washington commanders, but for this Texans team, Nico Collins is a guy that is a, is a deep field threat. Same thing with um, Brandon Cooks. Those guys, 
especially Brandon Cooks is a guy that can get down the field and has a lot of speed. We've seen them you start utilizing the tight end position as well, have the Houston Texans. So I think there is a possibility here with Davis Mills who, you know, makes the right throws, but also makes you scratch your head a lot of times. Uh, but he still has the ability to throw the ball down the field. And if you kind of take a look over the last four weeks here, Rod, Against the Raiders, he had a long completion of 39 yards, a 44 against the Tennessee Titans, 34. Didn't quite get there against the Eagles, but against the Giants last week, a 46-yard completion. So it's not like he hasn't done it this season, and I think that he can take advantage at least in a pass to get this num- or get over the top for this defense. Even if we go back to the early part of the season, Rod, against the Colts, 42 he had a 52-yard completion against the Bears and a 58-yard completion against the Chargers. So I think that continues here against his defense that has given it up every single week except against the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going to go Davis Mills, longest completion over 36 and a half yards. You know, for Davis Mills, the longest completion is almost most of his actual passing total in those games. This week. <laughs> it's good for one a game. I was going to say, like, that that's basically two-thirds of his actual uh, production over the course. I mean, a couple of times, Giants, 319, 302 against the, the Raiders. But by and large, that one completion is a good chunk of what he throws. So he's got to get one in there, right? Or else he's not going to get close to 150 yards passing like he's used to. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if he, he's able to do that this week against the uh, the Washington Commandos. All right, Rod, let's get over to your next one, man. What do you got? All right. I'm going to pit uh, Marcus Mariota over Justin Fields. I'm going to take the passing line money line. So they're passing okay. yards money line rather. Uh, so I'm just going to say straight up that Marcus Mariota gets more passing yards than does Justin Fields. I mean, look for Justin Fields, his play on the field has been great, right? I mean, you, you look at Justin Fields and you go, oh, wow, he's really been producing. But then you look at his numbers. He had 167 passing yards against Detroit, 123 against Miami, 151 against Dallas, 179. I mean, I don't even want to keep going because it just doesn't get much better than that. Uh, 208 against the Vikings, but that's fine. Mariota, on the other hand, still not quite as impressive. 186 against Carolina, 129 against the Chargers, 253 against Carolina. But if you look at the head-to-heads, more often than not, Mar- Mariota is coming up uh, ahead of this um, as well. But you also look at the Bears' defense is what I'm really looking at. And they gave up 236 last week against the, the Lions. They gave up 302 against Dolphins, three, 250 against the, the Cowboys. 190, though they're averaging about 210 yards uh, per game to opposing quarterbacks. Whereas the Falcons, on the other hand, uh, their passing defense is atrocious as well, giving up an average of 289. But this is against Justin mm-hmm. Fields. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be throwing the ball nearly as much as he's running it uh, against this offense. So um, against his defense, rather. So I think Mariota is going to have the better passing day than Justin Fields. Yeah, I think that if you kind of take a look at Chicago, um, they don't give up a lot of yards through the air. But they give it up in chunks, right? If you look look at opponent yards per completion, Chicago, uh, number 26 in the entire league at 11.1. It's been even worse over the last three weeks where they're giving up 12.7 yards per completion. And then also yards per pass attempt uh, allowed by the Chicago Bears. That number is at, I think it was at 7 point, yeah, 7.4. And it's been even worse over the last three weeks where it's at 9.3, which is, 
the worst in the entire league in that span. Despite you know Atlanta having being in, down there in the same the same categories, this is the type of the this is the type time of the year where I started looking at it in you know three week chunks and five week chunks because teams are either improved throughout the season defensively or even offensively or they get progressively worse. And I think Chicago is one of those teams defensively that has gone that that has gone worse. And I think you just it's a simple example here, Rod. You just kind of take a look that the Chicago Bears have scored. 29 or more points in three straight weeks and how many weeks and how many dubs do they have in that span? A big fat goose egg. So that just kind of tells you that the defense has just not been playing very well uh, for the Chicago bears. And I think, yeah, especially being in a dome in Atlanta, um, you got Cordero Patterson back. They seems like they've been building some rapport with Drake London. Uh, Kyle Pitts has even gotten involved in, in a, in some form or fashion. Um, and again, I, I think that Arthur Smith has done a great job this season by improving this offense from what it was last year to this year, even with Marcus Marietta. So, yeah. And we've seen it. Justin Fields, he loves running in the football. The stats are right there in front of us. I mean, look, he loves taking off. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely back you on this one. Um, all right. Let me get over to my next player prop. Uh, let's go over to what I want to take you guys. All right. Let's go over to that Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers game. It's going to be in the afternoon slate. I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I'm going under 47 and a half rushing yards for him against the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, Najee Harris doesn't have great history against the Bengals in his career. It's a very small sample. It's only three career games. But again, he, this is only his second year in the league. And in those first three games, he's had a total of 32 carries that have resulted in only 86 rushing yards. He hasn't gone over this projection of 47 and a half yards in any of those games. And I do understand that he did have a great game last week. But the Bengals ranked top 10 in opponent yards per carry allowed. And... I'm going to continue to back this trend of Najee Harris's struggles. There has been some rumblings that he may be losing his, um, his, his share in the backfield, is what I'm trying to say, with carries. Uh, but again, this is a division game. I expect the defenses to turn up. And I did see a note right before we started recording here, uh, Rod, that the Cincinnati Bengals are also getting uh, their defensive tackle, DJ Reader, back here this week against uh this uh pittsburgh Steelers, so that's only going to help the cause here so with the with the improved defense that i've seen from the cincinnati Bengals, especially on the ground and Najee harris's struggles here i'm going to take his under 47 and a half rushing yards in this game against the cincinnati Bengals. how frustrating is it to be a pittsburgh steelers running back i mean you know you can take but look back at what Le'Veon bell had i mean obviously he had his frustrations in the tail end of being a, a steelers running back so is it just that they go there and, and do well and then stop? I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. I feel bad for Najee. Yeah. And, and last season, look, he had a great rookie year, but last year we saw a, a year where they had significant turnover on that offensive line, right? I know, I know that, I think, I forgot who was it that retired. I know they lost a couple guys uh, on that offensive line and, and things weren't looking good, but he still had a great rookie season. But this year, the thing has really been because they've had that quarterback change and they've been trailing in a lot of games, that's really forced them to throw the football a lot more and get away from the, the running game where you can't do that if you're trailing by two or three possessions uh, in a football game. You're going to have to throw the ball to catch up. But I think just think 
the history that he has against his team, I think that he's going to be able, or he's not going to be able to have a, a great week like he did last week uh, against, I uh, forgot who they played. Oh, yeah, the Saints last week. But I just think that the defense will turn up for the Bengals this week. All right, before we keep going with our player props here, guys, let me tell you where you can get down on these player props. And that's going to be over at WinBet. And if you're ready to win money and ready to boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And during WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, Bet 100, to win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they, know, so they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Rod, let's keep the train rolling here, my man. Where are we going next with your next player prop? Well, we'll go from one running back who you don't think is going to have a good day to a running back that I do think is going to have a good day, and that is Dalvin Cook. So I'm not even going to worry about his rushing total. I want to go rushing and receiving. This is 98 and a half. I like this number because it gives you the opportunity for him to maybe catch a couple passes uh, like he did last week to get you over this, this mark. Even though I think he's going to do it against the, the Cowboys uh, just by rushing alone, uh, whereas last week he did it against Buffalo where he had 119 rushing yards, 27 receiving yards uh, against the Cardinals, 111 rushing yards by himself against the Bears, 94 against Detroit, 96. So didn't need the receiving total to even get there uh, against those teams. Statistically speaking, going back against these these Vikings um, last season, he had 78 yards total against them. Eh, But the, the two meetings before that in 2020, 115 rushing yards, 45 receiving yards. Uh, 97 in 20, 2019 rushing yards, 86 receiving yards. Look back at what's happened against these Cowboys as far as running backs is concerned. The Packers rushed for 203 yards between A.J. Dillon uh, and Aaron Jones. The Bears, I mean, Khalil Herbert got 99 yards against them. David Montgomery got 53 yards against them. Uh, so they've given up some pretty good yards to these uh, running backs that they've faced. Uh, over the course of the season. And I, I just, again, this is a, a guy that is the focal point of this Minnesota offense. And there is no way on earth he's not going to get involved. All I even say, Quan Barkley, who had 81 yards against these guys and 45 receiving yards. Uh, so uh, the path for him to get there, for Dalvin Cook to get there, especially when Leonard Fournette ran for 127 yards in week one yeah. against these guys. And there's nothing stopping Dalvin from getting 100 yards all purpose, let alone 100 yards on the ground by himself. Yeah, I think this is going to be a game where we see some screen passes going to Dalvin Cook just because you have Mika Parsons on the other side coming down your throat. But what you just mentioned, what Aaron Jones and those guys were able to do just last week, 138 yards from Aaron Jones a previous week. You mentioned it, Khalil Herbert. 
uh, was able to get 99 yards. Um, even Jamal uh, Williams, 15 carries, 79 yards. And we know that Dalvin Cook is a is a player that can make plays in the pass catching game as well. We've seen it so many times where he you know takes those screen passes for 10, 15, 20 yards, and he can even take it to the house. But he has great history against uh, this Dallas Cowboys team as well. You go all the way back to 2019. Uh, in that game, 97 rushing yards, 86 receiving yards, uh, 2020, 115 yards on the ground for receiving yards. Last season, they did, they did face each other um, into that when that game was 78 rushing yards, um, but did get over this total of 100. But big at home, I think we see a lot of points being put up in the BA, a focal point of this offense here this week for the Dallas Cowboys and I think the Minnesota Vikings know that hey there's been a lot of running backs over the last two weeks or even the course of the season where they're the those running backs have had success against the Dallas Cowboys uh so Dalvin Cook should be no stranger to that and hopefully he's able to continue his uh great uh stats that he's put up against the Dallas Cowboys in his career um I'm gonna say in the same game uh I'm gonna go over to a guy that I did back last week uh CeeDee Lamb I'm going to go over his 77 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think this play just kind of gives me more confidence with uh, Dak being back. I know it's been a couple of weeks that he's been back. And look, we talked a lot about how it seemed like CeeDee Lamb didn't really miss a beat with Cooper Rush being the quarterback there. I know last week I had his longest completion to go over 24 and a half yards, but I think this is a week where we see like I mentioned, we're talking about Dalvin Cook, that we see a lot of points being put up, a lot of yards being put up by both these squads. Um, and last week, look, they went into Green Bay where the weather was a concern, but that didn't stop CeeDee Lamb for having a 100-plus receiving yard game. It's a faster track. You're back. You're in Minnesota where weather is not a concern. Um, and I think, number one, that Minnesota has not been very good against the passing game uh, or sorry, against pass, uh, their past defense, what I'm trying to say, has not been very good this season. Number, they're number 29 in opponent yards per pass attempt, number 24 in opponent yards per completion. So I expect Dak Prescott and uh, this offense to really push the uh, ball down the field. And we maybe see some tired legs or the uh, from the, the secondary of the uh, Minnesota Vikings because they did play in an overtime game. It was a big emotional game last week for them coming off of a huge victory in Buffalo uh, the way they pulled off that victory there. So I think that this is a more important game for the Dallas Cowboys, especially in that NFC East where things are a lot tighter uh, than we've seen in the past. And I think that it's going to have to start with Dak Prescott, and that's going to be CeeDee Lamb to lead this team um, in offense and especially through the air. So I'm going to go CeeDee Lamb over 77.5 receiving yards here against the Minnesota Vikings run. CeeDee Lamb is just that special kind of guy. I mean, you you watch him week after week and you, you say to yourself, you know, this this obviously he can't keep this up or blah, 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 or he's getting overshadowed or whatever, but he, he continues to to do things that make you go, well, okay, yeah, he's actually pretty good. So, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, and I can't wait to watch what they're going to do on Thanksgiving too, because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's a staple on in Thanksgiving for the Cowboys. So, yeah, it's always fun to watch him on Thanksgiving because he seems to blow up at that point. Uh, you got any more player props to give out? I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. Uh, his his total, his receiving total, and you might want to double check this because I don't know if I'm wrong, but it's 86 <laughs> and a half uh, is, is what his receiving total is at. Now, 
this might be one that you need to jump on because they were probably going off of the weather in Buffalo. They're not playing in Buffalo this week. They're playing in a dome. So you're getting Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs in a dome. 86 and a half yards is his total. I, I'm not even going to try to not justify this. Last week against Minnesota, 128 yards. Against the Jets, 93. Against Green Bay, 108. Against KC, 148. Against Pittsburgh, 102. He had two down weeks against Baltimore and Miami, but we both know that those teams are good in, in their own right. But 148 against Tennessee, 122 against the Rams. Stephon Diggs is like money in the bank at over 100-yard games. Um, and you're getting him at minus 114, and his total is set at 86.5 in a dome now. Yeah. Yeah. After a game where they just lost, <laughs> that's going to cash yeah. and probably cash early. <laughs> Yeah, I look, I love it. It's it's inside, and I've been talking a lot about how um, when you're when you're in these domes, obviously weather's not a concern, and it's a faster track, right? And we see that in Atlanta, we see that in Detroit, um, we see that in Minnesota, uh, we see that in Vegas, where points are put up just because it's 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 a comfortable setting for these players. Um, and Stefan Diggs, I mean, you mentioned it, the guy, he's an animal. There's no better way to put it. He's just a ball hawk. He, he, he puts up the yardage. The only concern Rod we may have is that I know, I think I saw the note before we started recording that Buffalo players are having a little trouble getting to the airport and maybe even leaving the city to get over to Detroit. So this game may be postponed, uh, or maybe moved to another day, but definitely check, uh, check your, uh, check all the news outlets. Uh, but regardless, even if you do put this bet in, it obviously get voided if the game doesn't go off, but it's a good buy now opportunity. And these props are now obviously based off of them playing in Detroit, but regardless, I think, yeah, you're right. This should be closer to a hundred uh, versus where it's at right now at 86 and a half. It looks like that number is on the move right now for that uh, 86 and a half. So you're not going to get an argument from me. I, I, you're pretty certain you're going to get a pissed off Buffalo Bills team. They've lost what two games in a row. Now uh, they're at six and three. They're in a division with Miami's, you know, leading the way. New England and the uh, New York Jets have a big game this weekend as well. This division might produce four teams that make it into the playoffs, possibly, which is kind of crazy to say about this AFC East uh, division. But more importantly, yeah, right. I'm not going to argue against a Stephon Diggs over on his receiving yards. I would, I would call you suicidal if you took the under, but over, yeah, I'm definitely getting behind that for sure for um, Stephon Diggs. All right, Rod, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Carolina Panthers benched PJ Walker, or he's dealing with an injury. I'm sorry. I think that's what it is. And regardless, Baker Mayfield is starting this week against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. If there was one player prop that you were going to bet on Baker Mayfield, what is that prop going to be? Pass attempts under. I am going with him to throw an interception. Well, it's done. Yeah, at least they throw one interception, and it's only at minus 130, Rod. I, this number should be, I think, north of minus 150, minus 160. I'm going to keep this simple. Baker Mayfield has played against the Ravens in his career. Or he's not playing the Ravens this week. What am I saying? Um, God, who are the Panthers playing this week? Themselves? Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, hold on, hold on. The uh, let me the, see. They're, they're playing by the Ravens. You're right. They do play the Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. All right. All right. I don't know why I thought of something else, but so they're going into Baltimore. Now we know that uh, Baker Mayfield obviously was a quarterback for the uh, Cleveland Browns and obviously got traded over to the uh, Carolina Panthers now starting in place of PJ Walker, but eight career games against the Baltimore Ravens as a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. He's thrown an interception nine separate times and in seven of the eight games that he has faced the Baltimore Ravens. That's my handicap. Look, at minus 130, I had to double check that. It didn't say one and a half, Rod, but it's only half. So Baker Mayfield to throw an interception at minus 130, sign me up for that all day. I think he throws maybe two or three here. I think they're going to be trailing early. That's going to force him to throw the football. And know you know he's prone to making mistakes, as we've seen throughout his career. So Baker Mayfield to throw one interception at minus 130 against the Baltimore Ravens. It's the Baltimore defense. I mean, yeah. uh, really, all you have to say is it's the Baltimore defense. Your handicap is is dead on. It's Baker Mayfield. <laughs> it's the it's the Carolina Panthers. There's just no way that he's not going to throw at least one interception on that. And in fact, if you even look at what the what quarterbacks have done, uh, the Ravens have nine interceptions on the season and yeah. have only really gone without an interception in three straight games. But before that, they had a, a five-game stretch where they at least had one interception. So, yeah, definitely, yeah, can't, you cannot overlook Baker Mayfield's history with the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, seven out of eight games, at least one interception, and total of nine interceptions. He's throwing eight career games against um, against the Baltimore Ravens defense. All right, Rod, that's going to do it for our player props. Why don't we dig into some touchdown props this week we've been i think we these touchdown props um i feel like we're on a streak here so hopefully we can continue that this going for some touchdown props all right well i will go to the steelers game where we talked about it earlier pittsburgh's gonna have to throw and they can't run Najee harris has not been able to to do much on the ground so we're gonna go george pickens anytime touchdown i like it at plus 285 um because again we've seen him do uh, some great things. He's only got one touchdown this season, which is kind of a drawback, but in a game where we think that, uh, that Pittsburgh's going to have to do stuff through the air, he's been a guy that's proven reliable. And I think he's going to get a good opportunity to get into the end zone uh, for the Steelers. I mean, really it's just a, a gut call and, you know, uh, against, against the Bengals are going to have to do something uh, if they're going to keep pace, because obviously the Bengals are going to come out and want to do big things. It's always, Something they're gonna want to avenge that loss too that they had to to start the season against sure. the the Steelers. So they're gonna want to prove that they belong in the conversation. So yeah, definitely give me uh, Pickens to have a touchdown catch against these Bengals. And in fact, just to just to go back, a receiver's got a touchdown in each of the last four games against these Bengals. So all right. Yeah, sign me up for it. George Pickens, especially at plus money. I'll, I'll take that plus money price every single day of the week. All right, for my player prop, there's been something that has been found in the Chicago offense over the past several weeks. We talked about it, how they've scored 29 or more points uh, in each of the last three weeks. Unfortunately for uh, Bears fans, they've lost those three games. But there's been something that has been found with Cole Komet and Justin Fields um over the last three weeks Kokomet has five total touchdowns on the season and all of those touchdowns have come 
last week or in the last three weeks. Uh, he's had at least one touchdown in every single one of those games. Uh, he had two against the Lions. He had two against the Miami Dolphins, and he had one against the Dallas Cowboys. I think that continues here in Atlanta. Um, right now, I'm currently seeing that number for one time. Sorry, one touchdown anytime at plus 170. If you want to get a little frisky with it and go two plus touchdowns, let me see what that price is for Cole Komet. Two plus touchdowns will get you uh, Cole Komet. Um, 12 to 1 if you want to go uh, uh, two touchdowns for Cole Komet. So I'm going to go with one touchdown anytime uh, for Cole Komet at plus 172 score against the Atlanta Falcons. I think this is going to be another game we do see a lot of points. And again, like I mentioned, Rod, uh, that Bears offense have fa- has found something uh, within their system. Cole Komet's the new Pat uh, Fryer. It seems like it, right? It seems like it for sure. Um Hopefully he finds the end zone. Oh, there's been a lot of upset fantasy owners with tight ends this season. Uh, it's it's been a a lackluster year for tight ends for sure. Darren Waller has been injured. Uh, and Travis Kelsey's probably been that most consistent one. But Kyle Pitts, I know there's been a lot of mad uh, fantasy owners with uh, with him. But uh, yeah, hopefully Kittle. he's able to find the end zone. All right, George Kittle, another guy that has been injured. I know he had one good game or a couple good games where he had a couple touchdowns, but. Um, other than that, yeah, tight ends have been um, uh, lacking, I think we should say, uh, this season so far. All right, Rod, before we get into best bets, the World Cup is right around the corner. And look, the bosses are always in a giving mood. So we have a SGPN World Cup free roll contest and it's exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're listening to this podcast and you don't already have the SGPN app, shame on you. But if you do, you're our friend. And just make sure to open that uh, app and go to the contest tab. You'll see it right there. It says World Cup Free Roll Contest. The winner gets a $250 gift card and $250 in cash. And again, make sure to check out all the World Cup content over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I know uh, the knockout stage and the group stage starts on Sunday, so still plenty of time to get into that free roll contest. Again, $250 in cash to the winner and a $250 gift card to the merch store for the winner. Speaking of the merch store, get your holiday done shopping early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for that true degen in your life. They have great Christmas items on there, the Christmas sweater, a lot of team um, team-themed T-shirts, whether it's uh, college football, college basketball, NFL, NBA, MLB, hockey, whatever sport you like, uh, definitely check it out over on the March store. So go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. But an additional bonus that if you go and buy your items before Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off of your order by using promo code Dallas Sucks. That's promo code Dallas Sucks up until Thanksgiving to get 10% off your order over at our SGPN merch store. That's store.sportsgallingpodcast.com for 10% off using promo code Dallas Sucks. All right, Rod, uh, let's get into our best bets for this NFL Week 11. I will let you lead it off. Who are you going with for this week? I got to go with the Stefan Diggs over 86 and a half receiving yards. If he makes it to the field, he's definitely going to get well over this for sure. 
Um, cause again, it's, it's Stefan Diggs, It's the pissed off bills team. It's Josh Allen wanting to throw the ball all over the place to try to make up for the fact that they've on a slide. And, uh, and I just, I fear anything that happens with Stefan Diggs this week. A hundred percent. Yeah. Being indoors, hopefully they can make it out there, but look, this number at 86 and a half here, Rod, it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely very, very, very conservative here. I think that's the game where he gets 100 plus yards uh, against this Cleveland Browns team. And I think that we'll see points being put up in this game here as well. So I love it. Uh, for my best bet, I got to go with Baker Mayfield. He's going to throw an interception this week against the uh, Baltimore Ravens defense. Look, he's done it in seven out of eight career games against them. He's hit. Um, He's sorry. He has nine uh, interceptions in those eight games. And like I mentioned, done it out of seven out of eight games. And I think that he's going to get another couple here this week against the uh, Baltimore Ravens defense. So sitting at minus 130 right now, I will take the over on that for Baker Mayfield to throw an interception this week as my best bet, at least as we wrap up NFL week 11 player props, my man. All right, Rod. That is going to do it for this edition of the PropCast for our NFL Week 11 player props. Anything else you want to get off your chest, buddy, before we get out of here? Just uh, happy to be back again, and this will probably be my last time as uh, all of Munaf's props should hopefully cash, and you know <laughs> we'll have you back. Who knows? Uh, no, just follow me on Twitter at Gomez. There's a link in my bio to everything that I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. Uh, just find the link in the Twitter bio at RJ Via Gomez and uh, yeah, follow me and, and we'll have some fun together. Yeah, make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Uh, make sure to follow the NFL Gambling Podcast account at SGPN NFL. A lot of great content throughout the week as we lead up to each and every week for the uh, respective NFL weeks. Make sure to download the SGPN app, like I mentioned, to get into that contest. And also definitely check out the merch store for your holiday shopping for that true DJ in your life. All right, we'll be back next week in some form or fashion for the NFL Gambling Podcast as well as the PropCast. So definitely check us out there. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.